Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Dave Moore. The time is half five. You're listening to Manx Radio. I'm Dave Moore and this is Update. Welcome to the programme, half an hour of the latest news in the Isle of Man, plus Manx sport, business, sea watch and travel updates, along with the newsmakers in person. Coming up, the Chief Minister's reminding Southern MHKs they are national politicians too, after they vote against its Economic Strategies annual report in dispute over the planned closure of the Southern Pool. Meanwhile, figures reveal a significant drop in the number of students in the island schools. That's all coming up in the next 30 minutes. But first of all, the update news headlines read by Lewis Foster. Foster Mai. Foster Mai. A select committee has been formed to review the sea services agreement and the shareholder status of the Treasury with regards to the steam packet. It's been asked to report back to the court in September. Department of Infrastructure gritters are out on the roads in half an hour's time as we're told to expect more snow and hail showers overnight. Another amber weather warning has been issued by the Met Office, lasting until 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And police are appealing for information after a reported rise in antisocial behaviour and criminal damage in Laxey. Officers say the Rose Garden shelter has been damaged recently. The public toilets by the football club set alight and a hosepipe was placed into the Manx Electric Railway building causing significant flood damage. In the international news, two members of the royal family are tackling health issues with the Princess of Wales currently recovering after successful surgery on her abdomen. Next week, the king's undergoing treatment in hospital for an enlarged prostate. UK MPs are preparing to vote on a bill this evening which aims to overcome the Supreme Court's block on sending migrants to Rwanda. Rishi Sunak faces a test of his authority, though. More amendments have been tabled following a rebellion yesterday by dozens of backbenchers. And UK inflation edged up only slightly last month, partly because of the increase in tobacco duty. It risks the Bank of England delaying a cut to to interest rates. Those are the headlines. We'll be back with more at six o'clock. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. Secure tomorrow today. With Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. So clear to start with temperatures falling very quickly below zero, leading to icy patches on untreated surfaces. There's also an increased risk of snow showers later this evening and overnight that may give slight accumulations in places. Light to moderate north or northwest wind and a minimum temperature of minus three Celsius. Cold and potentially icy start to the day tomorrow, but lengthy spells of sunshine developing. Still a risk of the odd wintry shower, this more likely in the afternoon or evening. Moderate to fresh north or northwest wind and a maximum temperature of 4 Celsius, but remaining sub-zero over the hills all day. A cold start to the day again on Friday, but it should remain dry with plenty of sunshine, fresh to strong westerly wind and a highest temperature of 6 Celsius. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. The Chief Minister's reminding the Southern MHKs they are national politicians too after they rejected his economic strategy annual report in Timwald. Six members voted against the document, including all four members from Arbury, Castletown and Maluan Russian. Alfred Cannon says they need to consider the bigger picture. Yeah, I listen. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously their um, tempers are uh, a bit frayed. I mean, but having said that, you know, we are talking about national issues as well. And, and you know, I remind everybody that they're, na- they're also national politicians and they have to think about the, the, the greater good. And as I pointed out to Mr. Glover, this is an economic strategy for everybody. This isn't defined where they live or who they are. This is a one nation, one government economic strategy. And if it's delivered, it will give everybody the jobs and opportunities they need to improve their lives, but also ensure that I hope that this generation will leave behind a stronger, better, more secure island for the next generation to put its mark on when when they eventually come through. You're listening to Update. Arbury, Castletown and Maloo MHK. Jason Morehouse sought support in Timmel today for the Communications and Utilities Regulatory Authority to assess the possibility of regulating the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. But the island's parliament instead opted for a select committee consisting of MHKs, Michelle Haywood, Anne Corlett and Mr Morehouse, which will report back to Timwald by September. The suggestion came from Dr Haywood, who wasn't convinced Cura is the way to go. I thank Mr Morehouse for bringing this motion to Timwald today. It's a clear expression of the frustration that many of us and many of our constituents feel with things like the pricing strategy and the attitude of the Isle of Man steam packet. And I totally understand his suggestion that there should be some sort of regulation in place. However, I'm not convinced that Cura is the right place for this oversight to land, and I think there are additional problems around governance and service that warrant further more detailed examination and recommendations. And therefore, I'd like to propose to uh, offer Timord an alternative way of looking at this with the amendment that's been circulated. I think I share with other honourable members a growing sense of frustration at the apparent lack of understanding by the Isle of Man Steam Packet Board about the political, social and economic impacts of their operations. It would seem obvious to me that either direct political representation onto the board with or without a vote would help the board to understand some of the ramifications of the decisions they take and to help them avoid future public relations disasters such as issuing fire and rehire notices in the days before Christmas. It would also give the board a conduit to convey information to Tim Lord. However, I acknowledge that's not the only possible governance model that would allow this court to ensure that the steam packet acts in a way that responds to the island's needs more effectively and reduces their public missteps. So my suggestion is a committee of the court to examine how future political representation might be affected, along with what the service level agreement should look like to support the island's economic strategy. Anticipating that any report from that committee will need to take comprehensive evidence, I propose that the report shouldn't be debated until December to create the space for the committee to carry out their hearings and develop their recommendations. Now, it's been revealed there are almost 400 fewer pupils in the island schools this academic year compared to the 2022-23 period. Figures published by the Education Department show a total of 11,308 children are currently enrolled in Manx schools compared to 11,684 last year. Sean Cowper reports. In the 2022-23 academic year, 5,852 children were attending Manx primary schools with 5,832 in secondary schools. 
Both have seen those figures fall this year, though, with more than 200 fewer attending the island's high schools for the 2023-24 year, while primary schools have seen a drop of more than 150. In year six, there are 932 pupils throughout the island, but that figure falls to 726 in the current reception age group. Four of the island's five secondary schools saw the number of children attending fall. Only QE2 saw a small rise, with 29 more pupils this year compared to the previous 12 months. Meanwhile, just four of the 32 primary schools have more pupils this year than last year. There was also a drop in the number of teenagers staying on to sixth form. Last year, years 12 and 13 comprised a total of 1,119 students across five schools, but this year that's fallen to 815. Sean Cowper reporting. The Chief Minister, in a statement to Timwald yesterday, acknowledging the publication of the COVID review, committed to coming back to the court in April with a response plan. But some members, including Onken MHK Rob Callister, wanted immediate answers on what was being done to address the findings, in particular, improving the culture within the civil service. About 12 months, 18 months ago, the Chief Minister stood on this court and gave a statement about the culture within the government. We have a lot of hard-working, a lot of dedicated civil servants, but this report again highlights the culture within the civil servants' ranks. Can I ask the Chief Minister when we will actually start to see some proper, genuine change in respect to the, the conditions and reporting and giving people an opportunity to actually remove the handful of bad apples within the civil service ranks that we have at the moment. Chief Minister to reply. Well, again, Mr President, I think honorable, I can cast honourable members' minds back, I think, to, to May 2022, when I gave this uh, honourable court a, a full action response plan to the uh, employment tribunal that was ongoing at the time. Uh, contained within that plan were a number of measures designed to improve governance and assure a proper accountability and improve the ability of members of staff to report wrongdoing and, of course, reassurances around how that, that would be uh, investigated. So that process has started. Mr President, uh, I want to re-emphasise our commitment to improving not only just culture but also outcomes from, from the public sector and all those reforms or the vast majority of them have either been put in place or are at the moment undergoing assessment and I'm happy to clarify on all of those Mr President when we come to debate them particularly in relation to this. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well the Manxman is due to arrive into Douglas at five past six and then will depart the Isle of Man at quarter past eight this evening and is expected to arrive in Tahitian just after midnight. And then will depart the UK at quarter to three, arriving into Douglas at half past six tomorrow morning. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. A backbencher says the Chief Minister's talking about a fantasy isle in his Economic Strategies annual report. Aubrey Castletown and Malou, MHK Tim Glover says government's focus needs to be closer to home. They said I admire some of the ambition that is within the strategy that's come forward, but it lacked a lot of detail to my mind. And uh, also to the man on the street, it's meaningless. You know, we've got a lot of people within our society across the island, not just in Aubrey Castletown and Malou, who are clearly struggling at the moment. And there needs to be a recognition of that at the very least that we are going to look to address some of the problems. It's about being transparent, it's about being honest with the people rather than portraying what 
I termed as Fantasy Island. That's how it'll look to some of the people that were listening in. The Chief Minister has said that this report is about the economy and how government is meeting the targets in our island plan. It is not a specific debate about the various social ills that exist. Do you you not see that? I think that we've got to fundamentally look after the people that we've already got here. And there are major problems with uh, electricity bills, just for example. So it's about having balance. And if we can't look after what we've already got in terms of providing dentists, in terms of providing hospital waiting lists that are acceptable, in terms of CAMs and the mental health services, those are fundamental to attracting people to the island. So the two go hand in hand. What would you like to see that the government uh, currently isn't doing? I'd like to see them just acknowledge that we have got these problems and that actually addressing some of these problems makes the island a much more attractive proposition to therefore attract more people, attract professionals, etc. that we, are, we, we clearly want and need. But you've got to make the island attractive already with what are fundamental basic services, and that's what I think we're lacking at the moment. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Expectations that interest rates in the UK will be cut this year remain despite a surprise uptick in the inflation rate last month. Inflation, which measures how prices rise over time, rose marginally to 4% in December, up from 3.9% in November. Economists had forecast a slight fall, but rises in tobacco and alcohol prices were behind the surprise rise. But with energy bills predicted to come down in 2024, there are expectations of rate cuts later this year. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets were in negative territory for a third straight session, while regional focus remains on the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The dollar hit a one-month high against a basket of its peers as the safe haven gained on the hit to sentiment from soft Chinese data and global rate setters arguing against imminent cuts while sterling rose on higher British inflation. Oil fell more than a dollar as economic growth in China, the world's second largest crude user, slightly missed expectations, raising concerns about future demand while US dollar strength dented investors' risk appetite. Gold prices were flat after hitting an almost one-week low, pressured by a stronger dollar as hawkish comments from a Federal Reserve official diminished hopes of a US interest rate cut in March. In corporate new, IMI was the top gainer after Goldman Sachs upgraded shares of the engineer to buy from neutral and lifted the price target to 2,020 pence from 1780 pence, saying it sees around 30% upside versus 17% for the sector. The bank says it sees IMI as a beneficiary of both a sustained CAPEX supercycle as well as a potential recovery in short-cycle industrial production, where recent ISM manufacturing PMI suggest inventories may be approaching a trough. OK, on to the markets. FTSE 100 is at 7.446. That's down 1.48%. The Dow Jones is at 37.339, down 0.06%. The Nasdaq 14.814, down 0.88%. And to the pound against the dollar, 1.266. And against the euro, 1.166. Commodities, gold is at 2009 US dollars. That's down 0.94% with Brent at 77.51 US dollars that's down 0.5%.
You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookhall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house of the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. <laughs> you should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. Get the gritters out. That's the cry when wintry weather hits the island. But how does it work? Lewis Foster reports. The Department of Infrastructure normally has 12,000 tonnes of rock salt at its disposal. It's brought to the island from Carrickfergus in Northern Ireland and is stored at Balthane, Ellisley and Glen Duff. Grit is used to prevent ice forming on roads but normally will not stop snow from settling. However, it can help to melt it. The rock salt has to be laid before the surface freezes, otherwise it won't work. It lowers the freezing point of moisture on the road surface to stop ice forming. However, rainfall will wash it away. The grit works at temperatures as low as minus 10 degrees, but will be less effective around minus 6. So, when freezing weather is forecast, which parts of the island are prioritised? The main routes between high levels of population are treated first, followed by bus routes and areas around hospitals, schools and residential homes, and seeks to start spreading before peak travel times. The department also has more than 1,100 salt bins around the island, along with its 10 road gritters. However, too much grit on the roads can cause a build-up of brine, which will make the road slippery once again. As for who decides when the roads are gritted, that's down to a senior officer from Highway Services who will be in consultation with the Met Office. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Darren Timpson. And Rob Pritchard. Faster My, good evening. Starting with Motorsport and the Boroughs Engineering by RK Racing Team has announced Dominic Herbertson as their new rider for 2024. The 32-year-old is set to compete in all the solo classes for his new team at this year's TT and is also expected to take part in the Northwest 200, Southern 100 road races and selected Irish road races. The competitor from Hexham replaces Mike Brown, who parted ways with the outfit in September last year. Herbertson made his TT debut in 2014 and since then has gone on to record 10 top 10 finishes and in 2023 managed to lap at over 130 miles per hour for the first time. Speaking about the move, he says the outfit has competitive machinery as well as a perfect balance of professionalism and enjoyment both on and off the track. Sticking with road racing, a recruitment effort is underway to bring more people on board to lead marshalling services on the Snaefell Mountain course. Chair of TTMA Limited, Jane Corlett, says they're looking to fill direct positions to both spearhead and develop the marshal infrastructure for the future. Further details are available by contacting office at iomttmarshals.com or calling 01624 618191. In hockey, the remaining draws for the opening Isle of Man Men's and Ladies Cup competitions for 2024 have been confirmed. The Manx Hockey Association has announced the fixtures for the first rounds of the men's plate, whilst a redraw has taken place for the ladies' plate. It comes after the draws for the other tournaments, the Ladies' Cup, Ladies' Bowl and Men's Cup were made at the weekend. You can now see details of all the opening cup fixtures at manxradio.com. And finally in football, two more fixtures await at the ball tonight for the Isle of Man Under-18s League. The first at 6.15pm sees a mid-table meeting of Jims and Laxey before a battle of second versus third between Braddon and Corinthians. 
either side could go top if they take victory. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Well, despite the wintry conditions, all's well at Ronaldsway Airport at the moment. The uh, flight, the last flight to leave the island tonight, the Logan Air at six o'clock, is showing on time. That's going to Liverpool. In terms of arrivals, the Logan Air flight coming back is due to arrive on time at five to eight, and the London City Logan Air flight will arrive in at eight o'clock. Both showing on time at the moment. As for the roads. Still have the resurfacing work taking place at Braddon Bridge at the moment. Staying in Douglas Temporary Lights towards the bottom end of Summer Hill. Also on Victoria Road near Linden Grove. And also on Lord Street between the bus station and Duke Street. Also a section of Switzerland Road is closed for construction work. Up in Onken Temporary Lights on King Edward Road uh, between the Groudle and the A2. Down south, Sandton, uh, temporary lights on the new Castletown Road at Ferry Bridge in the daytime, but they'll be gone uh, by about now. Silverdale, uh, the road is closed between Balamoda and the Fildraw Road, and uh, closures in phases on the Ballakilferric Road in Colby. South of Kurt Michael, there are temporary closures on the Balalai Road, and also temporary lights on the TT course at Balakrai. Uh, in Andreas, the Keondragad Road is closed in phases for water mains work. At Bride, there are 20 uh, temporary lights on the West Kimrick Road and also in Mackled. Uh, no, no, no one in Mackled, but in temporary lights, I should say, on the main road near the Mines pub in Laxey. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with... Keyside. The Environment, Food and Agriculture Minister Claire Barber is defending her energy strategy which sets out the island's net zero commitments plans to decarbonise. The Art of Man's committed to reaching net zero by 2050 and hopes to deploy 30 megawatts of onshore renewables by 2026, the document favouring wind as a dominant source over solar. Mrs Barber was asked why. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. I think that that's the reason we've developed the energy strategy in the way we have, which is an iterative document, because we do recognise there will be new technologies. Saying that, I think that actually wind technology, as an example, is relatively well established, and I think that, you know, as with everything, you'll find some people who will challenge some elements of it but in reality the technology has been around for a long time it's not just a couple of years old it's it's well established whereas what we are seeing obviously is some new information around batteries for example I mean they have massively decreased in terms of the cost of battery storage and one of the biggest challenges we have on the island which is why we have the preference for wind over solar is that the times when we want to turn our electricity on the times when we tend to have the lights on are the times when the sun isn't shining so the graphs you look at a complete mismatch between solar when it will provide you the most energy and when you actually need the most energy, whereas wind is pretty consistent. Um, but what we need to then do is look at how we manage our storage, and that's where we have either the interconnector as one option, where we have the ability to turn on that demand at, at will to make sure that we can maintain a base load, but also that we can manage peak demand. And there's also the options around either battery storage or bioenergy, and potentially something where we could use that on a demand-led basis, um, but also provide some other benefits across the island. So I think there's a number of areas, some of those at the minute, we're still in relatively early stages of exploring. But for me, the key point around this energy strategy is we absolutely must make sure that the decisions and the information that are contained within it are informed, which is why we have that section on emergent policy, things where we think we've got an idea of what we might like to look at, but we're not 100% sure of where we'll land on that. 
There are calls for more support for children who've spent time in care to cope in the outside world. Children's champion Kerry Sharp MLC is being supported by Onken MHK Rob Cullister. When children are younger, they're not actually allowed to do cooking, cleaning, this sort of thing. And I suppose that goes back to the old days, sort of pre-1970s, when you had children in children's homes who had to do a lot of cooking and cleaning and and, and all the rest of it. And so um, uh, uh, it, it kind of moved away from that. But now it's sort of moved towards, oh, no, they can't possibly do these things. Whereas in a normal home, obviously, uh, uh, you'd have your children mm. chopping vegetables or putting the washing on or whatever. Yeah. So they go from not doing anything to then they do go through a process of um, you know, preparing for semi-independent living or preparing for independent living. But it's, it's, it's not the same as being uh, in your own house with a parent who's sort of just gradually building up your skills. One of the recommendations from the Timwell Select Committee back in November 2018 was to extend that corporate umbrella into their 20s if need be. Because as you say, the, the report clearly highlights that not every child in care goes through school correctly and they need some additional nurturing and support. And what we have to do is to wrap ourselves around these young adults. And if they didn't get a full education, government needs to step in and give them the opportunity later in life to actually succeed. And I was very grateful as a young 20-year-old. I made a conscious decision that I did want to turn my life around. And government was there to step in time and time again to support me with exams and um, tuition fees. And it actually made a massive difference.